Blog Talk Radio. Soy capaz hasta de odiarte yo 
to the Truth to Power show, and I am Beverly, and tonight we have Eddie Rodriguez with us with the Topical Latin Music Showcase. How are you doing this evening, Eddie Rodriguez? Well, we're doing mighty fine, mighty fine, Beverly D. Uh, Better love to you. Thank you once again for inviting me to your show, Truth to Power, every Thursday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I'm uh, honored to be with you tonight uh, to educate and entertain your audience with some tropical Latin music by El Malo. That was one of his uh, nicknames, so to speak, stage names uh, within the industry, and he had an album that was also titled El Malo, uh, Mr. Willie Colon. Uh, a songwriter, singer, band leader, uh, composer, record label owner, uh, a member of his uh, community uh, police uh, department. Uh, you know, as a, he's, a, he's a lieutenant, uh, and he's been honored by by the local police uh, the department in his uh, where he lives. And um, the father, he's been married to, to Julia for many, many, many years. Uh, he and, and his children, uh, a wonderful family that he's been able to, to maintain for all these years, uh, taking breaks uh, uh, in touring for, for many years, uh, collaborated with, you know, some of the great salsa singers of our time, you know, like Celia Cruz and uh, Hector Laveau. And you know the most the most sold album in salsa music uh, released by Fania Records was an album mm-hmm. by that was titled Siembra, uh, and that album was a collaboration with uh, another songwriter who we showcased last week by the name of Ruben Blade from Panama. So you know tonight we're going to listen to Wait for Long Standing. Uh, uh, his, you know, compositions, and you know, see a variation of rhythm. One thing for sure, you know, if you love music, um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna feel the music of Wicko Long. Uh, something interesting that I'd like to add 
is that okay. uh, I was in junior high school, junior high school, when I first mm-hmm. heard Willie Colon and his band. And what was interesting, he was, he's from the Bronx, and I grew up in the Bronx, and, um, you know, we were, we were just getting into the Latin music thing, you know, uh, the dancing part mm-hmm. of it, actually. Uh, because, you know, they had a they had a one part, you know, with a big band, South, you know, uh, big band Latin sound. You know, they had great artists, Tito Rodriguez, Machito, Tito Puente, and others who who were kind of, you know, they were our older brothers, you know, kind of music. Uh, but when uh, the Boogaloo era came, you know, it was kind of like a mix of, uh, of uh, English language, music uh, with a Latin beat. The Boogaloo era, that didn't mm-hmm. last so long. And then, you know, this Latin sound, this young teenagers on stage, you know, performing Latin music to dance. We, we just used to call it Latin music, a dance, you know, to dance to. And, you know, they had the mambo and the cha-cha and, you know, certain forms that you dance, but it was always dancing with a couple. So when you went out to some of these clubs, you would ask a girl to dance, and she would say no. And if she was with a bunch of girls, you know, you had the next one, mm-hmm. and they would all say no. So then you had to go to the other side. So we learned how to deal with rejection, you know, at a very right, early right. age, you know, in our interaction with, with in these in these environments in these venues. And um, uh, you know, one of the things that you looked for was a girl that could dance, and, um, mm-hmm. and 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 the fun of it was dancing, and you know they didn't have air conditioning in these places. I still remember the first time I saw Willie Colon. Uh, it was at a the, the the popular or the most famous promoter of Latin music, who used to promote the nights at the Palladium in the in the fifties and sixties. Uh, uh, was a gentleman by the name of Federico Pagani. And uh, Federico Pagani, uh, his wife, uh, had a restaurant, you know, with a stage on St. Anne's Avenue in the Bronx. And so a group of us from, you know, my neighborhood, 161st Street and uh, between Trinity and, and Tintin, you know, with a lot of public housing there, uh, you know, that was one of the forest projects, McKinley projects. Those were some forest projects was one of the first um, uh, housing units in the Bronx that was large I and mean, huge. And uh, they had a high school next to it and uh, called Morris High School. And, and believe it or not, the late General Colin Powell came from that neighborhood. And so, you know, uh, you know that. So, you know, we would gather, you know, in the summer, especially, you know, on the on the benches that they had around the project, somebody, they'd be playing phone guys, and they, you know, we would just be hanging out. And on a Saturday night, you know, we heard that Willie Colon was playing at this place called Casa Carmen. And so uh, we went there, you know, with some girls and guys, and we all showed up there, and, and the people on stage were people we knew, you know. That was the first, uh, you know, attraction. Not only that Willie Colon was young and was a trombone player, the singer at the time was Hector LeBeau. Uh, the trombonist, uh, the, the second trombone was, was a you know, guy by the name of Joe Santiago, uh, rest in peace. You know, he later became a bass player. 
uh, the guy on uh, phone guys uh, I knew from our neighborhood. Uh, and the reason we knew Joe is because one of the girls that we were with that was his girlfriend from our neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, okay. And the conga player, the conga player was a guy by the name of Bucky, and Bucky was from the neighborhood. And then the piano player was Professor Joe Torres. You know, all these guys are gone, you know, and they rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But Joe, when, when we first, my family first moved to the Bronx, my mother knew Joe's mother. And, and, and I knew Joe's, my, they, he was older than me, but I knew he was a piano player. And him and his, you know, it was him and his sister and his mother. And so, you know, that kind of struck me, you know, as like I was all, already attracted to, to the, the band. So as a result, when Willie Colon mm-hmm. used to play a bigger dance venues like the Hunts Point Palace, I say, uh, you know, we would grab all, you know, a group of us would go to the Hunts Point Palace, or uh, you know, where you know, and they would have you know, a, a Sunday afternoon shows that lasted until midnight, and uh, they were hosted by uh, the a DJ by the name of Symphony Sid, which is the music that people point to arrange. That that's a standard jazz, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, composition, and Tito arranged it for Latin, but something with Symphony Six, and so um, that's an open thing. And that was the man that used to host these shows. He was Jewish, and you know, he was in English, but the music, the vocals were in Spanish, you know. Uh, But he gravitated from jazz to the Latin thing, and that was pretty much the boom of of salsa music business. Uh, but what is going on single handed my opinion. You know, because he, he attracted the teenagers. You know, the guys were a little bit other guys were a little bit older. You know, Richie Ray and Bobby Cruz and you know, a bunch of other groups that were around at the time uh, that were becoming popular. But but Willie, uh, God bless him, you know, he he had his, the charisma and he had the chops, you know. He was so good, you know. And and he always he always used to do background vocals, but he never did lead vocals. And so mm-hmm. you know, the last because of the lead vocalist, he could end up getting a, becoming a, you know a solo artist and and having their own careers. And uh, this was the case with Hector uh, uh, and uh, with Ruben Blaze. So, you know, Willie has a voice. He's a keeper. You know, it's a stay in, in, in his key. And he, he knows notes. He, 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 he creates the, the, the background, the, the choruses, you know, that are repeated, you know. And, and, and he, has a, he has that feeling, you know. And as a young kid, 15 years old, he was the first artist that was signed, a teenage artist, I should say, that was signed. Mm-hmm to the most important Latin music, tropical Latin music label of that time, called Final Records. And uh, Final Records, you know, they had a lot of, they had a lot of artists that they signed, and, and they took all the, all the leaders of the band, their singers, and they created what was called the Final All-Stars. Um, those, that, was the, that was the band that opened up the doors all over the world to the industry, the multi-million-dollar industry that we call today the salsa music business. So, you know, Willie mm-hmm. had a lot to do with that. You know, 
And this was in the 60s. Your phone messing up. Okay. Okay, how about now? Yeah, much, much better. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to let me know because, you know, I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm on my iPhone. Right. This (laughs) This is a public service. And that we do, you know, to, to make the you know, the listeners that you have, from, you know, for so many years that tune in, and to make them aware of some of the names and, and the music, and and just yeah. to become, you know, if they love music, you know, they're gonna love, um, they're gonna love what we do on on Thursday nights. We've been doing it for a while. I I want to thank you once again for inviting me back. And um, thank you. That's it. Let's let's listen to some more Willie Colon. All right, here we go. Esperando, esperando que el paro de tarde 
matarnos ya fruto. Dígame de las cosas como van caminando Esperando el momento preciso y ahora es cuando es Y ya tuve que el niño habló Y todos saben que salió varón Esperando el momento preciso y ahora es cuando es Pérez, me dijo que si no metemos mano En poco tiempo todos pereceremos Esperando el momento preciso y ahora es cuando es Es que no hay tiempo para ser indeciso Dale que no he visto y ustedes también lo sé no se puede negar la existencia de algo palpado por más etéreo que sea no hace falta exhibir una prueba de decencia de aquello que es tan verdadero el único gesto es creer o no algunas veces hasta creer llorando se trata de un tema incompleto porque le falta respuesta, respuesta que alguno de ustedes quizás le pueda dar. Es un tema en Technicolor para hacer algo útil del amor. Para todos nosotros, amén. Oh, ¿qué será, qué será? Que anda suspirando por las alcobas, que se oye susurrando el beso se trova. Que anda combinando las preguntas locas, que anda en las cabezas, anda en las bocas, que anda ascendiendo por altos huecos, que están hablando alto en la bodega, y grita en el mercado, ¿qué cosa es esa? Es la naturaleza, ¿será que será? Que no tiene certeza y nunca te da, que no tiene concepto y nunca tendrá, que no tiene tamaño. Oh, ¿qué será, qué será? Que viven las ideas en dos amantes, que cantan los poetas más delirantes, figuran los profetas emborrachados, está en la romería de los mutilados, está en la fantasía de los infelices, está en el día a día de las meretrices, y todos los bandidos y desvalidos, en todos sus sentidos será que será, que no tiene decencia y nunca tendrá, que no tiene censura y nunca tendrá, ni le falta sentido. ¿Qué será? 
que ningún aviso podrá evitar Que tampoco los rezos puedan desafiar Que todos los caminos tendrán que cruzar Donde todos los signos van a consagrar Y todos los niñitos investigar Y todos los destinos van a encontrar Y el mismo Padre Eterno que nunca fue allá Al hombre nuevamente lo bendecirá Apagando al infierno su llama final porque no tiene caso volver a rodar por la falta de juicio.
besarte Pero tan solo puedo mirarte, nena Y yo sin poder te hablar Todo era risa y alegría Ni imaginaba Cómo te quería Cómo tu sombra te perseguía Lo quieras negar, 
Sabes que un día Tú vas a dormir conmigo Con un beso que te dé Nada en el mundo importará En un instante entenderás Completamente Que tu alma es mía Para siempre y siempre La vida entera yo he de esperar por tenerte en mis brazos ¿Qué te pasa? No te voy a morder orgullo, pero yo creo que me tienes miedo. Déjate de tanta cosa, si tú sabes que tarde o temprano nos encontramos en cualquier sitio y... tiempo de una noche con un beso que te dé nada en el mundo importará en un instante entenderás completamente que tu mía para siempre y siempre la vida entera yo he de esperar por tenerte en mis brazos pero toma mis manos y abrázame fuerte cierra los ojos yo
Yo quiero esconderme, nena, bajo de tu raya para huir del mundo. Pretendo también suavizar el enredado de tus cabellos. Dale una transfusión de sangre a este corazón que es tan vagabundo. Más dejo de hacer mis tengos y prenderte velas para mis abuelos. Más dejo mi alucinamiento de hacer trabajos para mis apelos. Tú quieres ser exorcizada por agua bendita de mi mirada. Qué bueno es ser fotografiado más por las retinas de tus ojos lindos. Me dejas hipnotizarte y acabar de ver tu agonía. Y ven a curar tu negro que llegó borracho de la bohemia. Yo quiero ser pacificado por el aguardiente de tu amor profundo. Qué bueno es ser fotografiado más por las retinas de tus ojos lindos, borrando la palabra pena en el diccionario de la vida mía. Matando con una sonrisa de los labios tuyos mi melancolía Y vente a curar tu negro que llegó borracho de la bohemia Y ven a curar tu negro que llegó borracho de la bohemia Dice que tú no quieres, pero tus ojos dicen mentira. Más te jodeas de mis tengos prendiendo velas para mi pletanilla. Es que yo quiero hipnotizarte con las notas de mi melodía. Dime que sí Y tu condena terminaría
debajo de tu playa para huir del mundo. Yo quiero ser pacificado por el agua ardiente de tu amor profundo. La vergüenza esta condición, quítame esta melancolía.
Wow. I might not understand the words, but you can definitely feel the feel the music. I understand um, Eddie Rodriguez why he was so popular. You can really well, dance off of his popular. music. He still, he, no, he's still touring. You know, I mean, Willie Colon was okay. part of the uh, mayor of uh, Bloomberg's uh, Latino Entertainment Commission uh, in New York. Uh, you know, and, and he, you know, he, he's a social. He's a uh, you know, he's involved with the community. You know, he, he has good uh, points, uh, you know, of uh, opinions that that are valid, you know. And, uh, you know, so he's been known as, as a, you know, civil rights, uh, social, you know, an activist uh, for the rights of the people. Uh, one thing in particular that comes to mind, and before I say anything else, uh, one of the uh, uh, musicians on, on some of those sets, uh, that guitar that you heard uh, was uh, the late great Yomo Toro. Uh, Yomo Toro was was quite a musician. You know, he was a virtuoso. He didn't read any notes. You know, he just felt the music and he played it. And he was on the money all the time. Uh, uh, I got to meet um, Yomo Toro in the in the eighties, and uh, he, you know, he passed away. You know, once again, some of these musicians they they pass away and, and you know they're penniless you know they 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 perform all over the world they're, they're on recordings that they they created recordings that uh, or involved in recording uh, that that sold you know hundreds of thousands and maybe millions because they keep on selling every year uh and um but you know as far as paying a royalty to some of these musicians some of the artists that that made you know made the 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 recording what it became um, were not uh, compensated uh, fairly. Uh, and as a result, you know, um, at the end of his life, he, he was living in a one-bedroom apartment in the Bronx. And, uh, you know, he, his knees went bad. So uh, toward the end of his career, he, he used to travel, but, you know, obviously playing the, playing the guitar. You know, he, he, you know, singing it, it, it's a, it's not a guitar. It's a, a it's called a, a cuatro. It's a Puerto Rican folk guitar. That's why it has that distinct sound. And um, he learned how to play that as a kid. And um, when he got to New York, you know, he was playing um, music, you know, the trios and things like that. And uh, he always kept himself busy, but he, he was never, you know, wealthy. He never made a lot of money. And he was a very, very humble human being, you know, laughed a lot, very happy. And he was followed by the likes of Eric Clapton, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, yeah. wow. When he used to perform in Europe, uh, Eric Clapton on one occasion showed up to the show and, you know, there were other artists there. And they didn't want, they didn't want to talk to anybody mm. except Yomotoro. And may he rest in peace. So he was a jolly guy. He was always kind of heavyweight. And I think uh, his knees gave out on him, you know, toward the end of his life. And as a result, he, he wasn't able to travel or tour anymore. So Yomotoro was that guitar that we heard on uh, some of the some of the tracks that we played uh, tonight. Uh, Willie Colon is, a, you know, I remember when, when he started singing, you know, he became the lead singer of his band, 
you know, the groups that, all the artists and the singers that he had, um, like uh, Hector Laveau and, and Ruben Blades, you know, it was his band that they used to back up. You know, they, they were his, so to speak, he hired those singers, you know, to, to, to sing for his, for his band, you know, for him, you know, it was the Willie Colong, and then you know, he included the name of the singer, etc. Uh, we're going to hear something in a little while with with Celia Cruz, the queen of Latin music. May she rest in peace. You know, Hector Lavoe. You know, may he rest in peace. I mean, these were his superstars in, in Latin music, loved by the community, and Willie Colon was the one that got them up there. You know, even a Ruben Blades, like I was talking about, Siembra. That was the most sold salsa album ever to create you know uh and you know we're talking about lps and then we're talking about cds and tape cassette tapes um and and it's funny because um during the grammy awards you know they have a mm-hmm. they, have, they show all the people that that have passed on who were in the industry and uh, there was one gentleman who was uh, an engineer a recording engineer and um, who I first met with Willie Colon in Los Angeles in, in the 80s as well. You know. And in, um, in New York, I was a, just a teenager, you know, following my favorite group, you know, Willie Colon. Uh, and uh, when I got to L.A., I was already doing concerts or shows and things like that. So I remember meeting John Fausti, may he rest in peace. Uh, with Willie Colon because Willie Colon, you know, had that kind of quality that he wanted, you know, when he was touring. So he had, you know, John Faust. He always had great people to handle the sound. And so, you know, he brought up an issue, you know, on social media. It was quite interesting uh, that, uh, uh-huh. you know, they met the, the, the hundreds of recordings where John Fausti engineered and did the, the final mix, you know, before the mastering process, uh, you know, was not mentioned as one of, a, you know, an industry, uh, music industry person that gave a lot to the industry with his talent. And, um, you know, it's a shame. And, and even with the case of Woody Colon, it's really interesting, you know, all the years that Woody Colon has been in the business, uh, he's never won a Grammy, and and, and mm-hmm. then this year, you know, Ruben Blades did a recording uh, live, Siembra, forty five years, and live at uh, at the uh, Coliseo Puerto Rico, with uh, with a band uh, Robert Delgado, uh, and um, he won the Grammy, and you know, uh, it wasn't on the telecast because they. They have two sections of the Grammys. They don't have enough time to get everybody on there, but you know, like blues and this and that, or you know, other right. types of genres, and including Latin, uh, have a, a pre-event uh, before the the Grammys are telecast, and um, you know, there's where they give the the awards to the you know to the winners. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's funny because. Uh, you know, and, and, and Willie brought this up. I thought, I thought it was quite interesting that uh, the person that created the sound, that, that his his sound for the vocalist, who's saying, who picked the arrangers, the recording sessions, the mixing, the, you know, being through, through the, throughout the whole process, 
uh, and uh, he was not recognized um, for for his participation in the original Siembra album. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear Siembra in a little while with, with Ruben Blaze, but you know there's there's a lot of unfairness going on, and uh, he calls it out. You know he's been he's a serious guy, but he's very funny by the way. But you know that's okay. why he's a deputy sheriff. He's a deputy sheriff, mm. but he's a god. He has God-given talent since a teenager, and uh, no one can take that away from him. To the point where he started his own record label, you know, Whack Records, Willie Willie Acorn Records, and uh, we're up in the South Bronx. Like I said, he he was the one that, and people don't recognize him for that, but I was there. And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. the teenagers of that time, they not, they weren't gravitating to Joe Cuba. And Joe Cuba was a little older, but some keys, you know, Eddie Palmieri, you know, he was a little older too, not too much older, but Willie Colon was a teenager. They were not teenagers, these guys. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there were some other teenagers that came around, you know, they were signed to Fania, but none at the age of 16. You know, he had... They recognize his talent, and unfortunately, the record labels of that time, you know, had certain practices that that uh, you know were uh, you know not having legal counsel or representing you, having your mom sign, you know, for you uh, for because right. you're a minor. Uh, um, you know, uh, they got a lot. They got away with making money and not compensating um, the actual artist. Uh, fairly, so you know he was he was also a part of not being uh, compensated uh, fairly uh, for many years. But he ended up with CBS Records. I remember with Sergio Rosenblatt. I remember uh, seeing him in in Mexico City. He was signed to a record label in Mexico called Azteca. Um, you know, and and the the person that's with him now doing the bookings and his road manager. Uh, you know, it's, it's someone that I met also in the 80s. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it just keeps going, you know. And uh, I was working with him on a tour um, uh, in um, in the mid-2000s, about 2009. And we ended up in, uh, we did five shows, one in Puerto Rico, one in Hialeah, one in LA and then we went to South America to uh, Ecuador and then to mm-hmm. Colombia. And then, you know, I had, you know, we had a press conference in all those places in Ecuador and and, and um also in no yes, and also in Colombia. And I never saw a phenomenon happen while we were there. The press <laughs> press showed up with Willie Colon albums that they wanted autographs from him. They wanted to take the photo, and they mobbed and mobbed him. I mean, I had to get him out of there. I mean, I had never seen something like the press, you know, the media. There was so, uh, he hadn't been there for so long, and he was, mm-hmm. one, you know, the idol of a lot of these people that are into salsa music and all over the world. And they they just mobbed him like you know it was a, it was incredible I never saw the media act like that huh yeah exactly Not that super and, star. but mm-hmm. yeah exactly but you know the way they did it was not you know like they didn't do it orderly you know it was like they just bomb rushed them you know wow, all of them mm-hmm. were there the people that were in the press conference sitting down 
I was taking him around the back to get him to go to the elevator, well, elevator. And, you know, we turned around and we saw this crowd of people just charging, you know, <laughs> winning along at me. And, uh, and, you know, it was very, it was very uh, uh, impactful to me. And to him too, mm-hmm. he had he had experienced mm-hmm. something like that too. So, but a great performer, a professional, like I said, serious, you know, in business, uh, very serious, um, in the business at an early age, at a, uh, as a teenager. So, you know, um, learning along along the way, uh, um, and and becoming his own, you know, like I said record label owner. But uh, Rick Long is he, is, he is, had is, to is have a, a lot of genius. discipline. He had a lot absolutely, of absolutely right? to be that young. Absolutely, uh, yes, he learned that because he was around. You know, don't forget that during that time in the Bronx. I mean, the Bronx was. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a lot of police. The, the police were corrupt. You know the, the mm-hmm. system was corrupt in in the Bronx. You know mm-hmm. they let they let all these criminals, you know, uh, dealers and drug dealers. Just, you know the police were never around. You know they were only around right. when they came to arrest people. You know then they take right. them out in a paddy wagon and, and haul them in, and then they put them in jail and mm-hmm. and ruin their their lives. You know for for marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know smoking a, a joint. Yeah. And so. Uh, but Willie Colon is a creative genius. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that he's still working. And uh, I went to see him here in Puerto Rico years ago. I, I was working with Yomotoro, and Yomo, he wanted Yomotoro in the show, so I came to mm-hmm. see him. Uh, I saw him then. And, um, but Willie Colon is quite the creative genius, uh, a God-given talent. I was uh, blessed to to get to know him, and uh, him to recognize me whenever we see each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even mm-hmm. in L.A. So, uh, how did still, you like? Is he touring? On? Is he touring? Uh, I love it. Is he touring in the United States? He now? tours all over the world. You know, he's Where, you know, okay. they, you know it's, it's yeah, it's funny because he, you know, Latin America, they love him. You know, and. Uh, but Willie, you know his, uh, you know the him and Ruben Blades, they haven't performed together in many years, you know, and you know they all they both took their separate paths, so to speak, you know, and like if you how can you do a show with two humongous creative geniuses like them, you know who's gonna whose name is gonna go first, you know, and that's always an right. issue. Right. Is it Willie Colon and Ruben Blades? Is it Ruben Blades and Willie Colon? You know. Do they, do they go side by side? Who goes on the left and who goes on the right? You know, it, you know. How can you, as a promoter, as a concert promoter myself, you know that 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 becomes an issue. So um, they haven't performed. Do it, uh, do it affect perform. the pay? Do it affect affect the play, the pay? Who name comes first? No, 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 not at all. It doesn't. No, no, no. It's just an ego thing. It's just a no. It's not an ego thing. And well, no, because Willie Colon was first. You know, Willie Colon came before Ruben Blaze. You know, so you got to give credit where credit is due. You know, but but you know, Ruben Blaze is an actor. He's a lawyer. He's you know, he's a you know political. He ran for the presidency of Panama. I mean, you know. Willie Colon, you know, grew up in the Bronx and his life is music, you know, and so, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, he has 
you know, help the community, and he still does as a deputy sheriff. And um, they 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 uh, gave him a big uh, award uh, a few years ago as for being an outstanding mm-hmm. you know member of the community and and, and a deputy sheriff. So you know, okay. uh, the 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 idea today is you know a dream a dream concert would be to see Willie Colon and Ruben Blades. Uh, that's how I see it. But uh, okay. you know, Ruben Blaze has his management. Willie has his management by by a young man by the name yeah. of Pietro Carlos, who I met in the eighties and in the West Coast. You know, he wasn't into South mm-hmm. at all. You know, but he had worked with Julio Iglesias. He was an executive, uh, you know, at, at EMI Latin, and so you know he and he's a cool cat. You know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Willie Colon has, he's been with Willie Colon now probably for the last, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years. And he's done a great job, you know, he's done a great job. And, uh, you know, Willie sometimes takes time off, you know, so uh, I don't know what, what he has coming up. But I got to tell you, mm-hmm. if you ever see that name, Willie Colon, Willie Colon, a Willie Colon show. You're going to hear what you heard tonight on some. He still sounds yeah. the same. He okay. still sounds the same. And so uh, now we're going to hear a set uh, with uh, some of the people that were singers with Willie um, and his band and that toured. Uh, one of them, and he has, you know, did and, and recording, and he recorded them for years. One of them is Hector Laval, which, which is one of the singers that I remember that started with him and then later on became that science of finding and became a solo artist. And um, mm-hmm. the other one, may, she, may, may Hector rest in peace. And then Willie's band backed up and did, did something with the Queen, uh, the late Grace Celia Cruz. And that that was an outstanding sound. And and then he had a singer by the name of Ruben Blades, who Ruben Blades is huge now, you know, in terms of his own uh, following and his own, his own career. But you know, as far as who came first, Willie Colon came first. Willie Colon, and, uh, all right. Yeah, Willie Colon came first, and, uh, you know, if the world doesn't want to recognize it, then, then we are recognizing it on your show. And, uh, in, mm-hmm. and they're both outstanding, I mean, outstanding artists. Um, so, you know, God-given talent, that's, that's the only way I could put it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to hear some music from... Uh, with him collaborating with these singers or singers that he hired or a collaboration was really with Sally Cruz. Um, but these were his singers for his band and that he recorded with, you know, one obviously was Hector Lavoe. The other one was, was Ruben Blades. We're going to hear Siembra, one of the tracks that, um, that was, um, you know, from the album Siembra that sold more copies than any other salsa album ever. And uh, and won an award, a Grammy award, um, for the 45th anniversary. And Willie Colon wasn't there, you know. And Willie Colon was the man that made that music. The singer is a singer, you know. The, he's a songwriter as well. Great voice, you know. And charisma, the whole nine yards. But if it wasn't for Willie Colon, the handle, the arrangers, the music, the musicians, you know, everything involved with the recording to make it the only recording that has sold the most copies ever in salsa music history. And they gave an award. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah. So is the awards hmm? oh, is given to Ruben. Oh, is this the yeah, album Ruben, that Ruben, won yeah. in the two thousand and twenty the, the Emmy that just passed, the twenty year two thousand twenty four. Yeah, twenty twenty four, yeah. And and it was you know, mm-hmm. it was live. Uh and, and, and during the during the recording, because you, know, you played it you played it last week, you know, he mentions and he thanks Willie Colon. You, you know, I, I heard him mention him a few times, you know, but uh, it would have been great to have a, an invite to the person that, that, that was a creative musical genius. You know, even these early recordings, you hear the violins, I mean, those string arrangements were incredible, you know. Later on, I started using your that You're phasing out. We are live. Patty okay, is coming from Puerto Rico. So, <laughs> and exactly. Uh, this is live unscripted. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I guess I was not Okay. So, we're going to get to the music. Here we go. Conciencia latino, no la dejes que se te duerma, no la dejes que muera.
chica plástica, de esas que veo por ahí, de esas que cuando se agitan, sudan Chanel number three, que sueñan casarse con un doctor, pues él puede mantenerlas mejor, no le hablan a nadie si no es su igual, a menos que sea fulano de tal, son lindas, delgadas, de buen vestir, de mirada esquiva y falso reír. Él era 
muchacho plástico de esos que veo por ahí con la peinilla en la mano y cara de yo no fui de los que por tema en conversación discuten que marca de carro es mejor de los que prefieren el no comer por las apariencias que hay que tener para andar elegantes y así poder una chica plástica recoger ¿Qué fallo? Era una pareja plástica, de esas que veo por ahí. Él pensando solo en dinero, ella en la moda en París. Aparentando lo que no son, viviendo en un mundo de pura ilusión. Diciendo a su hijo de cinco años, no juegues con niños de color extraño. Ahogados en deuda para mantener su estatus social en modo hotel. Pero 
Señoras y señores, en medio del plástico también se ven las caras de esperanza. Se ven las caras orgullosas que trabajan por una Latinoamérica unida y por un mañana de esperanza y de libertad. Se ven las caras de trabajo y de sudor.
en la sala de un hospital a las nueve y cuarenta y tres nació Simón es el verano del cincuenta y seis el orgullo de don Andrés por ser varón Fue criado como los demás, con mano dura, con severidad, nunca opinó. Cuando crezcas vas a estudiar, la misma vaina que tu papá, óyelo bien, tendrás que ser. Un gran varón Al extranjero se fue Simón Lejos de casa se le olvidó aquel sermón Cambió la forma de caminar Usaba falda, lápiz labial y un carterón Cuenta la gente que un día el papá fue a visitarlo sin avisar, vaya qué error. Y una mujer le habló al pasar, le dijo, hola, ¿qué tal papá? ¿Cómo te va? No me conoce, yo soy Simón. Simón, tu hijo, el gran varón.
de un hospital de una extraña enfermedad murió Simón es el verano del 86 al enfermo de la cama 10 nadie lloró Simón, for bringing this topical Latin music showcase to us tonight. Great music. Oh, shit. I am on mute. <laughs> I'm on mute. I'm, uh, I can hear you. Uh, I can hear you. Are you getting it? Okay, good. Wow, yeah. Beverly, that was incredible. You know, he has another number that was, that number was big, you know, as I'm right on. That was a, that was a statement. That was during the AIDS epidemic and, uh, Gran Baron, the writer, the songwriter was, uh, is a gentleman by the name of Omar Alfano. He's a Panamanian. And uh, that was a hit record. Uh, it, it, just, it talks about a father who didn't accept his son who was gay. And, um, mm. you know, they speak to each other again, you know, and, uh, you know, when uh, they finally met and his son was, you know, in his, in his uh, world of, you know, being gay and his father didn't recognize him. And he had to tell him, I'm his son. And then, uh, you know, he was in the hospital and, you know, the, you know, the bed number 10 and, uh, you know, he died, you know, and no one was there for him and, uh, you know, and, uh, he died alone and, you know, saying that once, you know, if you, if you are born a certain way, it's like a tree. If a tree is you know, goes a certain direction. You you can't try to straighten it out. So that you know, it, it, it it's incredible the, the the thought that went into this to that song. You know, 
and it was so big. But once again, you know, the music, the, the orchestration, the arrangement. Uh, and and with his vocals, you know, he, he, he you know you yeah. could feel him. It was it was really yeah. incredible, incredible time. There were some things that were happening tonight. I don't know what's happening with some of the maybe it's the satellite, but on the streaming part. But um, you know, we, we're going to do more with it along. There was so he has a huge body of work that you know I was just able to curate the show tonight with a few of my favorites. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope your audience uh, enjoyed it and they felt it. So, uh, Beverly, yes, thank you once yes. again. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, we want to okay. touch this month. It's back Heritage Month. And, uh, but before the end of the month, we're going to do a special on black Latinos in music. Uh, you know, uh-huh. one of them, obviously, is Celia Cruz. You know, other ones, you know, Afro-Cuban. Uh, in my Rivera, Afro-Puerto Rican, Cortigo, Afro-Puerto Rican, uh, Jose Alberto Canario, an Afro-Dominican, Oscar de Leon, an Afro-Venezuelan. So, you know, it's going to be a show of of, uh, of Afro-Latino uh, artists, singers, and band leaders, and uh, great people, you know, entertainers mm-hmm. uh, for, for the end of this month. So thank you once again, Beverly. It's great to be with you again, and uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, wrap this up and, and let's play some more music. All right. And thank you. We appreciate you bringing this to us. And better love. Better love. <laughs> Y el idilio, pero...
llena de goce Como tú y yo Se fundan en una sola Tu alma y la mía Se fundan en una sola Tu alma y la mía
soltera está de moda, por eso ya no se enamora. Estar soltera está de moda, por eso no va a cambiar. Estar soltera está de moda, por eso ya no se enamora. Estar soltera está de moda, por eso no va a cambiar. Se todos los embustes y a su vida le hizo un ajuste. Si la ves en la disco con la tela no te asustes. Gaby Music Dímelo Nino 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.